to Robert Ross, 6th of April, version 1, from De Profundis, 1907 Keller edition. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. January 6th, 1896. My dear Robbie, consider now, my dear Robbie, my proposal. I think my wife, who in many matters is most honourable and high-minded, will refund the seventy-five pounds paid for my share. I have no doubt she will, but I think it should be offered from me, and that I should not accept anything in the way of income from her. I can accept what is given in love and affection to me, but I could not accept what is doled out grudgingly, or with conditions. I would sooner let my wife be quite free. She may marry again. In any case, I think that if free, she would allow me to see my children from time to time. That is what I want. But I must set her free first, and had better do it as a gentleman by bowing my head and accepting everything. You must consider the whole question, as it is through you and your ill-advised action it is due, and let me know what you and others think. Of course you acted for the best, but you were wrong in your view. I may say candidly that I am getting gradually to a state of mind when I think that everything that happens is for the best. This may be philosophy, or a broken heart, or religion, or the dull apathy of despair, but, whatever its origin, the feeling is strong with me. To tie my wife to me against her will would be wrong. She has a full right to her freedom, and not to be supported by her would be a pleasure to me. It is an ignominious position to be a pensioner on her. Talk over this with Moredi. Get him to show you the letter I have written to him. Ask your brother Alec to give me his advice. He has excellent wisdom on things. Now to other points. I have never had the chance of thanking you for the books. They were most welcome. Not being allowed the magazines was a blow, but Meredith's novel charmed me. What a sane artist in temper! He is quite right in his assertion of sanity as the essential in romance. Still, up to the present, only the abnormal have found expression in life and literature. Rossetti's letters are dreadful, obviously forgeries by his brother. I was interested, however, to see how my granduncle's Melmoth and my mother's Sidonia have been two of the books that fascinated his youth. As regards the conspiracy against him in later years, I believe it really existed, and that the funds for it came out of Hake's bank. The conduct of a thrush in Chain Walk seems to be most suspicious, though William Rossetti says, I could discern nothing in the thrush's song at all out of the common. Stevenson's letters are most disappointing also. I see that romantic surroundings are the worst surroundings possible for a romantic writer. In Gower Street, Stevenson could have written a new Trois Mousquetaires, in Samoa, he wrote letters to the Times about Germans. I see also the traces of a terrible strain to lead a natural life. 
to chop wood with any advantage to oneself or profit to others one should not be able to describe the process in point of fact the natural life is the unconscious life stevenson merely extended the sphere of the artificial by taking to digging the whole dreary book has given me a lesson if i spend my future life reading baudelaire in a cafe i shall be leading a more natural life than if i take to hedger's work or plant cacao in mud swamps en route is most overrated it is sheer journalism it never makes one hear a note of the music it describes the subject is delightful but the style is of course worthless slipshod flaccid it is worse french than onette's onette tries to be commonplace and succeeds heisman tries not to be and is hardy's novel is pleasant and harold frederick's very interesting in matter later on there being hardly any novels in the prison library for the poor imprisoned fellows i live with i think of presenting the library with about a dozen good novels stevenson's none here but the black arrow some of thackeray's none here jane austen none here and some good dumas pere like books by stanley wayman for instance and any modern young man you mentioned henley had a protege also the anthony hope man after easter you might make out a list of about fourteen and apply to let me have them they would please the few who do not care about de goncourt's journal don't forget i would pay myself for them i have a horror myself of going out into a world without a single book of my own i wonder would there be any of my friends such as cosmo lennox reggie turner gilbert burgess max and the like who would give me a few books you know the sort of books i want flaubert stevenson baudelaire maeterlinck dumas pere keats marlowe chatterton coleridge anatole france gautier dante and all dante literature goethe and goethe literature and so on i would feel it a great compliment to have books waiting for me and perhaps there may be some friends who would like to be kind to me one is really very grateful though i fear i often seem not to be but then remember i have had incessant worries besides prison life in answer to this you can send me a long letter all about plays and books your handwriting in your last was so dreadful that it looked as if you were writing a three-volume novel on the terrible spread of communistic ideas among the rich or in some other way wasting a youth that always has been and always will remain quite full of promise if i wrong you in ascribing it to such a cause you must make allowances for the morbidity produced by long imprisonment but do write clearly otherwise it looks as if you had something to conceal there is much that is horrid i suppose in this letter but i had to blame you to yourself not to others read my letter to more harris comes to see me on saturday i hope remember me to arthur clifton and his wife 
who i find is so like rossetti's wife the same lovely hair but of course a sweeter nature though miss siddle is fascinating and her poem a one yours ever oscar end of section